Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Yes, this is Fresh Hop Cinema. This is a podcast usually about craft beer and film. Today it's only about film. Uh, normally I would say I'm Max Marty, that's Johnny Summers. But this isn't Johnny Summers. We have the special guest, Kevin Andy Stamps. Hey, that's me. Hi. <laughs> I'm actually a little disappointed about the beer part. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's what time is it? It's 11.30 in the morning on a, uh, what is it, Wednesday, Tuesday? I was half expecting just a lot. I was so close, beers. like, just yeah, to have, I was going to run out of the hotel and get, like, a Bloody Mary or something. Like a yeah, nice Just like kind a of, Coors Bull, yes, like Bud Light. Just like the cans of them. The, We're reviewing classic <laughs> beers today. American traditions. Um, okay, so just a little little thing here. Um, we are in November. That's like like right on the cusp of when movies start dumping again for Oscar stuff. And um, Johnny has a very busy schedule, so we decided that we couldn't fit every movie in we wanted to see. Uh, incidentally, I'm in Reno, and my friend Kevin also lives in Reno, also a bit of a film guy. I love films. I did too. They're great. I love them. They're, they're just fun. I love them. Uh, I love them and I hate them. Fair, is particularly yeah. with today. Which is to say, today we're covering The Lighthouse. Um, if you don't know anything about it, that's okay. We're not going to spoil anything until later in the show. If you've heard the show before, you know that. Um, in particular, The Lighthouse is one of those movies we both agreed we should go into blind. So we're going to extra steer clear of plot stuff in the beginning and sort of uh, kind of make our way into that. But, uh, Kevin, I need to know off the bat uh, if you have social media stuff. Uh, maybe a little bit about yourself. I want to know, like, maybe your sign, your favorite foods, if that's something you care about. Yeah, okay. Nicknames uh, dentists gave to you when you were young. <laughs> that those, all those things just, exist. Just yeah. great, please. Uh, yeah, my name is Kevin. I live in uh, Reno, Nevada. I work in marketing, so I'm a uh, uh, film guy. I do video production and photography for uh, commercials and photos yeah. on billboards and that kind of stuff. So you've probably seen my work in the world out sure. there in existence. Um but aside from that, I love watching films. I'm kind of a cinema buff, not an expert by any means. I just enjoy enjoy it a lot. So, uh, yeah, my sign Libra. You're a Libra. September. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Are but you a Libra? I'm a Scorpio. I guess. Oh, okay, I don't. I don't know the difference. Do we? I don't. Do we get along? I don't. I've always. I've always liked being a Libra. I, sure. For no reason in particular. Yeah. Same. So people if, are always if, like, oh, me you're like, a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. I was like, dang. What's the shape of a Scorpio? It's a scorpion, I guess. That's probably. actually a good guess. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't a Libra like a lion? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you know, let us know. <laughs> there is, this is, this is a side point, but there is a, a newspaper in Reno here that has all the signs on a weekly basis. I love reading it. I never agree with it, mm-hmm. but I always oh, really? love reading it. I'm always like, It's horoscopes. It's called a horoscope. That's why I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horoscopes. Like, I think the secret to a horoscope is, I've done this too. I've tested this out on people blind. I'll be like, hey, you want to hear your horoscope? And I'll read a different one. I'd be like, that's uh-huh. just like me. It's perfect. I think that's the art of a good horoscope. It's yeah. like you can kind of project your own identity onto it. Onto like, whichever one. Yeah. Although, so, so it's interesting you say it does not work for you. So one thing that I really miss out on is there's a bunch of like Facebook memes out there that always say like, um, oh, this character, that's sure. such a Libra or that's such a yeah. Aquarius. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get any don't of know. these references. Do you ever just like see the character and you're like, yes. No, no. Because I, I don't know what they're referring to, you know. Like, are yeah. you referring to like the bad part of Snape or the good part of Snape? Oh, I don't it's like know. Snape, or just like yeah. Snape is the gray character. Sure, know? it it wasn't Snape. That's just it could first, be Snape though. The first character. I wonder I if he is a Libra. No, there's like a bunch of like horoscope fanatics out there just like yeah. going crazy. Like, like right. oh, Snape's not a Libra. <laughs> 
Um, okay, listen, really quickly, uh, Twitter handle. I know you're yes, on Twitter. Yes, uh, I am on Twitter. Don't do anything with me on Twitter. He's, I check yes. it once every three really? months. Really? That's a shame because I feel like I feel like whenever I listen to a professional podcast, it's like, you can find us on find Twitter. Find us on Twitter. I don't get find it Find me on Twitter. Find me on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Andy Stamps on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all the things. Kevin Andy Stamps. Yeah. Um, it makes it really easy. Uh, I use Instagram the most. Uh, I started a TikTok recently. I've heard of this. I, someone just explained it to me. You sort of like lip sync, right? No. It, no but I, can you? Do, what do I do? I don't do anything. I've done nothing on TikTok. <laughs> what is TikTok? Uh, TikTok's like just, it's like an eight second videos. They might go longer. I haven't, I haven't, sure. I haven't timed them. Um, where people doing really weird things. And it's like everyone on it is, is 10 to 15 years younger than you. Yeah. Okay. Copy that. So that, that needs to be mine. So it's like, it's like, uh, I know what it's like. It's like Vine. It is, but like for the next generation. Sure, because Vine's gone, right? We're we're gone. We're Millennials are over. <laughs> Our <laughs> time is fine. done. Uh, my final question was, what does your dentist call you? What did he call you? Uh, Slobberbug. This is slobber so bug. important. We were just talking about it's, this. Slobberbug. Because I, I have a way of smacking my lips and <laughs> I just did it. My mouth fills you up just, with saliva. You so almost threw they, a lot. You know the vacuum like, tool? Yeah, the vacuum yeah. tool at the, the, at the just, dentist. That's yeah. constantly going. It's constantly going. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, if you want to get a hold of us for the show, you can find us on Twitter. If, if you're a Twitter person, we're not on TikTok. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com, or you can check out our super sick website, freshhopcinema.com. If you want to support this show for uh, money, you can do that at patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Okay, I think that's all the housekeeping I need. Do you feel warm? I feel good, yeah. Okay. I'm excited to be on this podcast. I, I love listening to you guys and all your Thanks, man. rants, especially the beer part, but also the, the film part as well. So I feel like um, it's worth noting um, that you, when we talked about maybe getting this going, you're like, I'd love to do like Jojo Rabbit. And I was like, oh, we just did Jojo Rabbit. And then you the listened to it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you aligned with Johnny. And I feel like I, I need did. to throw that out once. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like the, the stand-in for Johnny. Pretty his much. personality. Yep. It's right. Yeah. Just yep, taking all of it. Um, <laughs> So if you haven't heard any of those episodes, go listen to it. Kevin agrees with Johnny, and I'm out alone in the cold when it comes to Jojo Rabbit, but not so with The Lighthouse. Yeah, and, and just to add in, I probably would have even given it a higher score than Johnny, too. If you Johnny haven't heard like that a, podcast, he like a you guys did a great job. You should go listen to it. Thanks, great man. Movie. No, I think he gave it a nine. Oh, did he? He usually yeah, goes like, was like nine, two or something. He's like, he does decimals a lot. I was like a little hurt by that. Oh, yeah. And I gave it like a like You gave eight, it an eight. I think, yeah. You and you were just like, this guy. We're not friends. Okay, well- we're going to dramatically shift the tone of the room here. We're going to start talking about the Lighthouse. Do you feel like you want to listen to a trailer to kind of get in the zone? Let's do it. I know the people yeah, listening definitely do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's a trailer for the Lighthouse, and we're not going to spoil it, so don't go anywhere. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Why just spill your beans?
long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Help me to recollect. Okay, so that's trailer for The Lighthouse. Uh, the summary is something like this. Again, dancing around anything that could be potentially construed as a spoiler. Um, not even going so far as the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer with your eyes, uh, you're a little bit more knowledgeable than what I'm about to tell you, which is this. In the 1890s, off the coast of New England, Ephraim, an apprentice wiki, fancy old name for a lighthouse keeper, played by Robert Pattinson, begins a two-week stint tending a mysterious lighthouse long maintained by seasoned wiki Thomas, played by Willem Dafoe, as the weeks go by, the two are forced to continue maintaining the lighthouse, as well as their sanity, as cabin fever sets in. This is directed by Robert Eggers. He did The Witch back in 2015. There's an additional writing credit from his brother, Max Eggers. Uh, it was released by A24, saw its earliest domestic screenings on October 18th, 2019, before opening to more theaters in early November. Uh, I think we got it in Chico, like, November 5th or something. I haven't seen it. I want to uh, say October 18th. Did you see it then? And that date could be wrong, but it was the weekend I wanted to see yeah. Jojo Rabbit, and Jojo Rabbit was not in theaters. Mm. Oh, that and was I like the week, Lighthouse last instead. time I saw you. I think. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I'll keep writing here, but you've seen it once, right? I've seen it once. And it's been a couple weeks? Yeah, then? it's been a couple weeks. I've done a lot of like follow up on it too, and just reading about it. This yeah. movie fascinated me. Yeah. It absolutely, like, it's it's distracted me from work. It's it's yeah. it's that it, kind it of, sticks with that you. Kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, it's rated R. It runs an hour and forty nine minutes long, and as of the twentieth of November, it's made almost ten million dollars, uh, mostly domestically. I think it's made like two grand internationally. Like, I don't know where it's played, but like some random small indie theater, probably. Uh, shot on high contrast, orthochromatically filtered, high resolution black and white film, which I didn't make up. I don't know what that is. I've looked it up since, but I didn't. I didn't just know that. Uh, with an almost perfect square aspect ratio of, I think it's one point one nine to one. That's correct. Both of these choices, as well as the elevated sea shanty dialogue and constant blaring of the outpost foghorn, give themselves wholly to the immersive claustrophobia and cacophony that is the lighthouse. Um, Kevin, you said it sticks with you. It does. This is one of those movies that. Yeah, it's so hard. I do not want to spoil yeah. this in any capacity. Yeah. Uh, you should actually watch the, the the trailer. Like, go li- listen, finish listening to this podcast. Sure. Go watch the trailer, and then go watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, if you are a film buff. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I always rate movies on is their watchability. This is movie is very hard to watch, but that is purposeful mm. um, by the director's choice. Um, that said, this is what I would consider like this is a reminder that that film can be art. That uh, the way it was shot, it was beautiful, it was haunting, it was spectacular, and it it, it pulls out so much emotion from you know the viewer uh, that that it, it, it's a visceral experience from just like what you imagine it smells like, what you yeah. imagine it he feels farts like. Smell to like. Be there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of farts. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know, but like I don't want to I don't want to spoil too much because this is a movie that like the plot is almost takes a backseat sure. to. Uh, just the visuals the, and, and the kind of the, and yeah. And I don't know, we, we can talk about that a little bit more, but, um, but yeah, this is a very visceral film. It's a very, um, uh, beautiful and haunting film. They did a really good job with the set set design. Um, the lighting in it is, is unbelievable. Um, there are scenes where I just kind of like had to hold my breath. It was just beautiful. Mm. Like, wow, that's great job. Just clapping in the mm. theater for that. Even yeah. though it was a terrible moment. Sure. <laughs> um, but that said, like I walked out of the theater feeling very sick to my stomach. Yeah. I remember asking you, um, 
because I had, you're one of the few people that I've texted about this movie thinking you might, I think we talked about it like when you said you wanted to go see Jojo Rabbit. So I said, hey, did you see The Lighthouse? And you were like, yeah, I felt the same way I felt after seeing Hereditary. And I, because we actually saw Hereditary together uh, whenever that came, a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was that long. Last year. Was it last actually. year? It might've been last year. Yeah, you're right. It was 2018. Um, and there was a very specific, like gross feeling um, and just something about uh, the portrayal of humanity or the lack of humanity in humans or whatever it might be. Um, is certainly present in this one. Um, and I remember at the end of my screening, I saw it like in a theater of maybe 15 other people. And, and of them, like seven of them were college kids that didn't, had no idea what they were getting into. And at the end of the movie, this one girl said, uh, they were like five seats over from me, their whole cluster, um, out loud. She's like, can't believe I wasted my birthday seeing that. <laughs> and it became, they all started talking. It became clear like one friend had convinced them to come. And he's like, he's the one closest to me. And he's like, sitting there like, no, it's it's not about like it's still uh, a good movie. You don't have to like it. It's it's good. It's art. It's and like they're just ripping him apart. Yeah. And there's um, nothing you can do. This is not a movie you go no. to be entertained with your friends on your birthday. Don't no, no, just no, don't no, do no, that. No. Go see um, it by yourself. But he was like trying to really like hold it up. So I finally I jumped in. I was like, yeah, man, pretty good, right? Like a weird. They they don't get it. He says they don't get it, but it was good, right? He's like, I loved it. Yeah, I was like a dark comedy even i was like yeah kind of okay okay i just made a friend at the theater talking about this but his friends honest question did you laugh at all during this film? i laughed i laughed in out of in, incredulousness yeah. at one point there's a monologue that willem dafoe gives that is so over the top especially considering what starts it like the reason he starts screaming essentially that my my jaw just dropped and i, so I was like this is crazy <laughs> Other than that, I think I was laughing at uh, what these actors went through throughout this film. Like yeah. I could not escape that thought of yeah. this is actually happening to real people in the filming of this mm-hmm. movie. Like they they did not like spare them any turmoil. Like they actually went out to an island oh, yeah. in uh, as space in the world. Sure. <laughs> ah, crap. I, I, I remembered it. It's gone. Well, now, it already so. says a lot more than yeah. it might. Cause like, so you, you might not know that scene is you might assume it's all, it's all like water cannons and wind machines and green screens. No, yeah. They, None they of it really is. suffered through on like an abandoned yeah. Island. This, this film. Yep. Um, yeah. The lighthouse itself. And, and basically the entire set was built. They, it was the whole thing. It wasn't different sound stages or anything. It was in the entire lighthouse. They built it. They shot in it and they built it on this Island where the weather was this. Yeah. Just nuts. I don't know how, because there's one scene in the movie where uh, there, uh, there's a big storm, and mostly that storm is real. Um, they waited to film until they had that storm, but that could happen anytime. That's kind of the thing with, that's why you have a lighthouse, to protect ships from hitting the land, the land in crazy weather. So the fact that they got this built without getting it destroyed during the process is just nuts, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Set design was incredible. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to start from the beginning, though. So, I mean, one thing mentioning the aspect ratio, the decision to to film in black and white. Um, I think that this movie, and we'll probably get into this a little bit more, but definitely is a lot of nods to like folklore, to mythology. um, And really like it, they shoot it almost as though, uh, so I think the film was set in 1890s, what you said, right? So they they film it as though like this was a recent event almost. How do you Uh, mean? I mean, in the sense that it's like very slow panning, like these are are all very like classical um, film practices in the early 1900s when film was just becoming popular you'll notice a lot of like uh, similar like cinematography as something like citizen kane um, or films you know set what 
40 years later, that was 1930 something. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah. it, it kind of is trying to encapsulate, like, the era of that time. Um, and it's the first thing you notice. I mean, like, oh, yeah. like, anytime a film today starts in, like, a nearly square ratio, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, when's it going to go to normal? Yeah, right. Uh, and and this film never does that, both in in the way it's shot and the feelings you experience. Like, sure. it's, it never goes back to normal. There's never a safe, you know, familiar point in this film. Right. I said, uh, I said the phrase, uh, high contrast, orthochromatically filtered, high resolution, black and white celluloid is what I should have said. Celluloid. Uh, which is what it said. That's the description. But the, the tie-in is that that type of film was starting to be used in the 1880s mm-hmm. for photography. So Eggers' idea was to like really try to make this feel period related. Um, so yeah, the aspect ratio, the super high contrast to emulate actual film from back in the day. Um, and I, we talked about this earlier, but you hadn't seen his, his original film, The Witch. No. Very similar vibes in terms of folklore. Um, briefly, if you don't know The Witch, it's a, it's a story about this Puritan family in the, I think the 1800s, 18-somethings, um, living in, outside of this little colony of a very, uh, what is, yeah, I guess Puritan is, is it. Um, and it's basically a big ghost story, kind of. Um, but a very similar vibe in terms of feeling like it's rooted in some like dark, weird American tradition that we just kind of don't acknowledge anymore. And I think he's like, you can tell this, if you've seen both, you can kind of see the correlations here. He has a very, uh, strong inclination to focus on, uh, the past and how it sort of ties into the present. And we can talk later on about like, again, humanity and sort of what that all means for everybody. But, um, yeah, I think the, the aspect ratio in particular, you'd notice it. There's a, there's a film that I watched a long, not a long time ago, a few years ago. One of my favorites called a ghost story uh, by David Lowry. It uses a very similar thing. Mm. Um, I think it, it's slightly wider, but not by much, but it, it's a, it's very specific. Yeah. And, and in terms of like this movie, it serves not only to, to take you back to that period in a sense, but like it makes you feel trapped. The close-ups are bigger. You have all this extra space and you're focusing your eyes on like this one little bit of the screen. Yeah, absolutely. It takes its toll. Which I think the next thing to mention is the set design yep. of this film. Like the whole movie, you feel like you are in this lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Cause you are like, I think most of it takes place. We never leave that Island, do we? No. I think, I don't think yeah. So spoilery. you start on the Island. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the entire film shot on the Island. Yeah. So nice to say, I think that's yeah. safe to say. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that, that every scene in it, um, I mean, they just do a really good job of like feeling like you are on the island with yep. these people. Like, they give you a good idea of you know the kitchen and what the space is like and what their options are and what the water's like. And then when they go upstairs to the bedroom, yeah, like, like you feel like okay, what's it like to sleep in this very small mm-hmm. room with another guy just sleeping right over there? And, yeah, and the whole thing is 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 very much like you feel like you are there. And then the lighthouse is this very like gaudy, almost monument. Um, are you saying G O D or G A W D? Like got like G A U D. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, yeah. how did you, I didn't miss it. I just got like G A W D. Like, oh my God. <laughs> God so gaudy. Yeah, it was it was gaudy, a gaudy yeah. lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, very, very just like massive and, and, and very, very prominent. I mean, it is the movies, the movie's named after it. So. Sure. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, um, we just talk about sound design. Yeah. Well, and acting too. Which oh, and that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sound design. The mo- so the movie opens up basically. Um, on a ship, you're on the ship that is taking these two men to the lighthouse. And you, I, if I remember correctly, it's basically, I think a shot of the water and you get the, 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 what's the front of the ship, the bow, or is that the back? I forgot about that scene, but it was actually, I loved that. It's that great. Shot, Cause I mean, yeah. it sets up, it basically sets up the entire movie in terms of cinematography and sound. Cause you like have, you've discovered the aspect ratio of the black and white and you get like the, the sound of the bow hitting the water. It's like, like, as it's bouncing in the waves and in the distance you hear this very 
subtle and beautiful. <laughs> like the craziest. And we learned that it's the foghorn in the lighthouse to warn ships, hey, land is coming up. Um, but it's a sound that never leaves. And throughout the entire the movie, it movie. is constant, repetitive. Yeah. Uh, and to the point where you actually kind of almost don't even notice it about halfway through sure. the film. So. I, th- I think I did forget about it until there, there's, there, so there's also the uh, sort of the coal room where you shoveled coal into the furnace to keep the light burning. And it's the loudest in there. It's and blaring. I, I yeah. forgot about it until he went down in there. And it was just, I almost had to plug my ears. Yeah. It's aggressive. Yeah. The entire, like all the sound design here, there's, there's, there's birds, there's the ocean, there's some other stuff that happens uh, later, but it's all very just insane. So it actually felt like kind of actually like a silent film in the sense that all of the sound there seemed like it was placed in post. And so mm. like you're there, you know, you don't hear like the footsteps and the ambient noise of it. You just hear like just sound bites, the just seagulls just screeching and you just hear the horn going sure. near the water. And so it just seems like everything there was, was placed there very specifically. Mm. Um, and that is like, this is all I want you to focus on from a sound. Like it's not just kind of white sure. noise yeah. of being on an Island and hearing things in the background. Like it's like, notice the seagulls, notice the water, notice that, you know, yeah. the lighthouse and that's all the sound you get. You know. So I think in old silent movies in particular, or, or almost silent movies, you know, yeah. where they don't have uh, sound recorded on site. In the early days, a lot of that can take you out because it's so obviously fake. Like you'll have nothing except for the sound effects. And that's not how rooms sound. Like even, even here, if we stop to listen, we might hear the air conditioner or like stuff outside. And I think the saving grace, because I do think you're right. But the other thing, they do have the ambience, ambience, I combine them both, ambience of uh, the ocean. Like, I think that's always sort of present, even though we're not yeah, consciously absolutely. hearing it. Um, but other than that, yeah, like, it's it's very purposeful, very loud. Yeah, I should say it never felt, like, misplaced. It never, yeah, okay. it never felt like a bad decision. It was very, very thoughtful sound design. Yeah. Uh, not enjoyable by any means no. um, throughout the film, uh, but but very thoughtful, very specific, and, and it felt natural, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I can't tell you the amount of people that I have told in the past year or two, like, have you seen this movie? And they'll be like, no. And I'll say Robert Patton's in it. And they'll roll their eyes. And they'll be like, that guy from Twilight? And I'm like, yeah, but no. Because um, he's done some really cool stuff. I mean, he did uh, Good Time, uh, High Life. I don't know if you've seen either of those, but they're really, really good. Um, and he's been really, really working to kind of break out of the like teen heartthrob thing. He's been trying very, very hard. And I think succeeding. I think so, especially in this film. This yes. is the film that I watched that I said, he's not just a, you know, I mean, like, I think in other films I've seen him in, I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's doing mm. a really good job but trying still, to step out of the mold. But, yeah. like, it's still him, you know? It's like every time you see uh, – who's the actor that played Harry Potter? Uh, Daniel Yeah. Yeah, Daniel anytime Radcliffe. you see him, you're like, you're it's like, Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, it's Harry Co- Potter in a horror movie. It's Harry yeah. Potter in whatever. Yeah. And so this was the first film I felt like it was a unique character. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, like, so different, so anti, yeah. you know, this beautiful, good, like, sexy, mm-hmm. pale vampire, dude, yeah. diamond <laughs> yeah. guy. Uh, that's how I felt about Willem Dafoe. It was the first time he wasn't the Green Goblin. Really? No. <laughs> Willem Dafoe's done some great stuff too. Um, but it was crazy to see like these two, uh, essentially, if you look at their track record, opposite actors um, working together. And I think they work pretty well. They worked so well together. There's some great behind the scenes stuff of uh, them talking about sort of the process and what it was like to film. Um, basically, they didn't talk to each other ever off sex. Like when you're in a place like that filming, when you're not shooting, you're like hiding, trying to get out of the weather or whatever it is. Um, and Willem Dafoe was saying like a few months after finishing shooting on this movie, he, he interviewed, uh, Robert Pattinson for like a magazine 
And it was like, he felt like it was the first time they sat out and chatted <laughs> and they had similar experiences, but they didn't know it. Um, and all of that I think plays really well into their dynamic because you don't get the vibe that they are best friends, obviously, except, uh, later on, uh, can't say anything about that actually. So whatever. Um, they're clearly at odds for a lot of it. Right. And I think that makes sense. I think that if they had gotten really buddy, buddy on set, you would have had a different movie. Yeah. The other thing too, is like, these are very, uh, distinct characters that both of them are playing mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that they have very strong accents. Yep. They have uh, very specific uh, quirks and um, just like like body language and, and just the way they act, everything around their characters is very unique and distinct. And yep. it's one of those things with like a less s- strong actor. I'm not saying the best way to say that, but like uh, a weaker actor sure. would make it look Cheesy, cartoony, bad caricature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that both of them stepped into the roles completely. They just gave it, gave you it a go. You have to, I think. Yeah. And they sold it. They absolutely sold mm. it to me, especially Willem and his character. His accent is is laughable mm-hmm. if you didn't think it was real. Right. So it's, I think, yeah, it's one of those movies where it, it, it'd be pretty easy to get taken out of it, I think. I think if you don't go in willingly just submitting yourself to this experience, you're going to, you're going to maybe end up like that girl a few seats over, like, what the heck? So I think intentionality is a big one. And I think if you do, if you do go for it, they're, they're amazing. I mean, the entire thing was scripted to, to a fart, actually all of Willem Dafoe. If you've seen, I think it's in a trailer or two. He farts a lot. It's he like does. a power move. I think. <laughs> Thank um, you for, for understanding yeah. the joke. I was like, that's just yeah. a, a bad pun until you watch yeah. the film. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, the, the farts were scripted. They were. Uh, so every little bit of dialogue, I mean, they rehearsed it just crazy amounts. I and feel like we have to, we have to like, unpack that like there aren't farts okay, just fair. like ah, yeah yeah a bunch of guys sitting in a lighthouse okay, farting. Sure, like, sure. like i feel like the farts were there specifically to just like make you kind of feel a little bit of like empathy for uh willem dafoe f- well no oh. <laughs> <laughs> i assumed he's, i don't know uh for sure. uh robert's character just because yeah. just because like it's like oh man he walks onto this lighthouse feeling like it's gonna be like ah, i'm gonna raise money i'm gonna sure. like do my thing i'm gonna you know, and then he he's stuck all of a sudden with this like yeah. kind of dirty old man that's just yeah. kind of stuck in his ways, and you can't really tell him because he's the boss. Yeah, and, and he just sits around and farts, and it's like, ugh. Did you feel like it was a power move though? It like at first it was it was so it weird. It doesn't. It felt like an like an old man that's just, just like, this like, is how I, I do care. it. This is how I do it. Yeah, you're probably right. Welcome to my house. Yeah, that's where I pee. Uh, okay, I want to make a note. So we need to talk a little bit more about performances, but I do want to discuss like character dynamic just a little bit, especially early on. Mm-hmm. You're saying good stuff, like. It's important to know their relationship, especially moving forward as we start to spoil stuff later in the show. Yeah. How much? Mm. Right. Uh, just really quickly then, uh, both characters, both actors, great performances. Yeah, um, absolutely. Either one stand out more than the other I would two? say a Willem, Willem definitely stole the scene for me. Um, Robert did a really good job playing, which is funny because Robert is the the main character, mm. I would say, or yep. they're almost like co-leads, but but you're kind of seeing the yeah. whole film through his yep. his character's perspective. Uh, his character's name is uh, Ephraim. Ephraim. Um, and uh, he's he's very interesting, but he kind of is, is completely shadowed by uh, Willem's character, yeah. Thomason, um, because he's just, he's such a, like he's one of those people that you want to sit like as a fly on the wall and just kind of watch as he's like rude and irreverent to everyone around him yeah. kind of. Uh, and so he's, he's a really fascinating character. Like or you say, which one is, which Will, one? You, yeah. Willem's yeah, character. Sure. Uh, and so like if he wasn't on a lighthouse and they just were like, Hey, we're going to do a Disney spinoff of this mm-hmm. character. I would watch the shit out yeah, of that Yeah, for show. sure. Am I allowed to cuss on this Yeah, show? go for okay, it. All right. I didn't ask. <laughs> That's right, uh, you're good. 
like I would watch that so much because yeah. it's such a fascinating character who just happens to be in a very like extreme circumstance. Sure. Uh, and I mean, you could say the same thing about Robert's character, um, but his character is, is much more straightforward until the later in the show. Yeah, um, I think it's, I mean, or movie. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like you're naturally more inclined to be more interested in, in Defoe's character because of how how well he's written and, and the way he's written. Like Pattinson is is by design, much more reserved and quiet and, and got some mystery behind him. And, and Defoe's just like, I like to talk, I like to drink, and I talk weird. Yeah. <laughs> and fart. Yeah. So you, I, I You're think obsessed with that. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a very distinct choice it that I don't was, think I've seen was. in a movie. <laughs> I also think it's people, like, I've seen people, it's a very cliche thing to be like, um, this a movie like this has never been made before. And I don't know if there has been one, but I haven't seen a movie like this before. So I want to say that once. Uh, farts or not, it's a very interesting experience to to watch this. Especially thing. because, like, as I, I think I said this earlier and I'll say it again, but <laughs> this movie is a piece of art. Sure. I would say, like, you go and watch this film not because you're interested in being entertained, not because you're interested in, uh, you know, hey, let's all go with my friends yeah. on a birthday party uh, yeah. to watch this and, and laugh a, our ass off. That's a bad call. And, and that's another thing I meant, I forgot to mention too, is that, like, don't go to see this because you're interested because you like horror movies. Don't go and see this because you like yeah. a good thriller. Don't go and see this because you're looking for a dramedy. Um, go and see this because it is a piece of art. Yeah. Uh, and th- the director is very much trying to say very specific things with this um, film. And I think he does a really good job making the point he wants to make with this film. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I think, I think marketing wise that you're hitting a good point. You're like, it is sort of branded as this, this like, folklore horror movie and it isn't um so yeah know that know that going in for sure yeah this is this is almost like one of those movies that you're like at the smithsonian and you know they have a curtain that goes into a back room and it's playing a film that's fascinating but uh you wouldn't go you're not getting you're you're not not gonna download the blu-ray version (laughs) watch it for christmas every year uh okay where are we at but suffice to say like within all that like they're still farting (laughs) There's, so, you know, something for everybody. Yeah, something you know? for everybody. Got your slapstick. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else do we want to talk about without getting into any spoiler stuff? Uh, I guess I guess their dynamic, if we want to hit that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the dynamic there is really interesting. They both have a very curious relationship. We'll definitely go into that uh, further in the danger zone. My man. Um, but I do I do want to say that his character is very reserved for a reason. His character, uh, uh, Willem, is, is, is very loud and as I said before, irreverent uh, for a very specific reason. And uh, both of them play off each other so well. Yeah. Uh, and like, and really the characters evolve throughout the, the movie as well that um, in, in a very like realistic manner and stuff. And I think that the reason why I liked Willem's character so much more, or I think he, he caught my attention so much more is because he's, he's so interesting. Like you don't meet people like that. I found myself really relating to Robert's character, Ephraim. Like, Ephraim would be me sure. on this island. Like, he's mad. He's, like, annoyed that he has to do chores. Yeah, like, like that, that's kind of the dynamic. But he's doing it. Yeah, he's doing it. What's he going to do? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you kind of touched on it for a second. Like, you, you had this dream of going and making some money and working hard for a few weeks and then leaving and buying a house or whatever. Um, and then the reality of his job is much different. And the dynamic that I think he was expecting is not what it was. Yeah. Basically, like you have Willem Dafoe, and it's in his mind like this is his lighthouse. He had another guy, another uh, apprentice wiki that was there that uh, is not there not now. anymore. Um, so basically, it's his show, and he makes that clear to Robert Pattinson. He's just like, you do all the work. I'll work on the lighthouse. You do literally everything else. And that's fine for like a couple days. But then, as you're saying, like the progression is like anybody would be like, all right, enough of this. Right. The other thing, too, is time is not really a relative measurement in this movie you have no no idea 
it's daytime and then it's nighttime. Dude, the black and white helps with that so much though. Yeah, you have like, no You don't idea. have natural daylight really. And you don't have like gray days versus sunny days. No, it's all it's, just ocean. It's all the same. It's all, it feels very dreamlike in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, Which I think plays a lot into the overall tone of the film. For sure. So. Okay. That feels good for establishing. I think yeah. uh, shy of any spoiler stuff, that is the stuff I wanted to cover. One more thing I would yeah. say, like if, you, if you're going to pause this podcast and then go see the film, which you should, yep. uh, one thing I would recommend is like if you are familiar or if you want to just enjoy it a little bit more, I would say get familiar with Norse mythology or I'm sorry. Greek m- mythology. Greek mythology, yeah. thanks. Greek mythology and uh, a lot of English folklore. Yeah. Because uh, the movie makes so many uh, nods to both of those um, yeah, I think that's fair. Things. Sure. Uh, and, and I, I was like a little disappointed. I, I went and saw it with someone that knew like All so much about English folklore and he, he was just like reeling after the film. He had so many comparisons to mm-hmm. make and, and like he had this major psychoanalysis and I was like, I missed all of that. Yeah, like it's, I missed I, it all, and I felt like I missed I missed a part of the film. Sure, you know. So, but I think that lends itself to the rewatchability of this movie. Granted, again, not from an enjoyment perspective, but maybe like a um, gleaning new messages sort of thing. I would happily watch this in my like cinematography history class sure. and write like dozens of papers on it. Yeah. I think if you are going to go see this movie though, or if you're going to see this movie, I think you should go to see it. Cause it's one of, it's, it's one of those experiences where if you're watching it at home in the comfort of your living room, you might be inclined to pause it and then never start then it never again. It. Like, I think, I think if you're going to watch it, do it. And, and there's something to be said for being trapped and having to watch it start to finish. Hmm. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, is language wise, it is, it's tough to catch all of it. Like we said, the sound design is very aggressive and there's some non-traditional language used would you have watched this with subtitles i don't know i don't want to because it takes away from everything like i think subtitles suck because i think you're you're by design very distracted from the the visuals Mm -hmm. because you have to be um but would you have watched the second time i'll watch it again with subtitles okay i'm just curious i I think i'll watch it a third time without (laughs) i would argue that like all of the languages in the film is 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 understandable but you're only going to actually understand about half of it. And oh, I think for that, sure. was, yeah, that, totally. that was on, like, that was a purpose. Do you think you'd, you'd get more of it the more you watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Probably, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just want to like, know like what's, mm-hmm. what's you like know, what are they saying? Right I would now? love to read the subtitles, uh, like in a script and then go watch the movie. I would probably, I would yeah. probably be laughing a lot mm-hmm. if there were subtitles on. Cause it would definitely take you out. Yeah. And it's like, I can't believe. Yeah. Just, no, like, yeah. Like weird, sailor talk yeah. that just doesn't hold up in a modern sense. Yeah. This isn't a spoiler cause it was in the trailers, but the whole like, why did you spill your beans? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that is actually a very serious part of the film. Yeah. Uh, but like, but like, like even saying like, it right now, like I'm, I'm yeah, it's just, a, it's such like, a why funny did you line. spill your beans? <laughs> it's <almost laughs> like, like, and he says it in a very sing songy way yeah. too, even in the film. All of uh, the dialogue is very, it's very much, uh, got a cadence to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, which works again, like in context, but out of it's it's just like I don't know. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Why are you saying that? Yeah. Yeah. But okay, go see the okay, lighthouse. Okay, there you go. Yeah, go see it. We're, go we're see gonna, it intentionally, or don't see it at all. Yeah, do either well, yeah. one, but yeah. don't don't go halfway. Yeah. That's lame. Yeah, and watch it. You know what you should do is take that guy that like loves film, just loves it. Yes. Take him to see it. But don't take the guy that knows a lot about Greek mythology because he'll ruin it for you. Yeah. What? Yeah. So or folklore, or whatever. Choose you your friends wisely. Yeah. Do the take the film geek that's not pretentious about it. Yeah. Not the one that stares. We'll go see it with you. Yeah, we'll if do, you yeah. know us. We'll, Even if we'll you go don't, I don't you. care. I'll I'll be mad at you if you yeah. take me, but but I'll go see it with you. <laughs> uh, okay, if you have seen it, uh, write us in. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, we're gonna jump to a quick break. We're gonna come back, and we are gonna spoil it. 
So pause the podcast if you haven't seen it. Go see it wholeheartedly. Come or, you know, if you like movies being spoiled and you'll feel like you'll, like if you're not sold on the movie yet. That's true. Like, we do have listeners that are just like, spoilers I just want to listen anyway. This. Yeah. Like listen in because we have a lot to say about we have it. A lot and to say. I almost, yeah, it's one or the other. Don't know anything about it or know everything. Exactly. Yeah. Same page. Okay. We'll be right back. Guys, as the holidays draw closer, it's important to remind ourselves what's truly important this holiday season. Friends, family, and good craft beer. One of those will help you deal with the other two. And on that note, why don't you come on down to the Handlebar right here in Chico. They're a fantastic restaurant and craft beer bar. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a fantastic constantly rotating lineup of craft beers. They also have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all those draft beers. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico, 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. Okay, final warning. Spoiler alert for the lighthouse. We're if it wasn't mentioned. Stuff. Yeah, if, if it, it wasn't yeah. mentioned, this is this, this is, is the danger zone. Yeah. Yep. Just good. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. Not every, we're gonna talk about this movie like we all just walked out of the theater. Yeah. That's the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, Welcome. Hey, glad you watched people, that. Uh, yeah, it was let's, really fun. Let's talk about it. Uh shouldn't have taken on my birthday, but here we are. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um some people just hear danger zone, they know what that means. Like if there's a new listener, like danger zone. Danger like, zone. No, why it's are a great, they saying it's this? a great segment. It's a fun one. I'm 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 applauding you Thanks, in my man. head. Great. It's a good job. Uh, so we're gonna just do a little bit of plot stuff real quick so that we can talk about sort of the broader strokes. Uh, where we left off plot wise was he's there working uh, for I think two weeks, you think four, a certain amount of weeks, but again, doesn't really matter. Time doesn't matter. Um, and at some point he's had to do all this grunt work for so long. And I actually like what we talked about on the break. I think we should kind of do that same thing right here. He there's like these final few things that Talk about the seagulls first. We got to talk about the myth. Yeah. Okay. So when you when he first gets on the island, the seagulls are annoying, just so annoying. Like they're yeah. just squawking and they're like flying around like as though they're on like sticks. Like yeah. they're just like yeah. And just but like, also oh, like God, Hitchcocky so and aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Not like not like you know bad play, but like yeah, more yeah. Hitchcock. Yeah. And at um, one point, like he takes Robert Pattinson takes like a swing at him or something. Yeah. He's kind of annoyed by them. Later, yeah. like a little bit later, uh, one of them just straight up attacks him, and he goes crazy. He's like, ah, get out of my face! I'm so annoyed. Yeah. Uh, goes back into the lighthouse and and is is just like, wow, I'm so pissed off. And his, his like clothes are torn because the seagull yeah. is attacking him. And Willem's character just laughing at him. Like, yeah. He's like ah, classic seagulls. <laughs> yeah. You uh, got the seagull attack. But he ah, says you can never hit a seabird. They're, yeah. They they carry the souls of dead sailors. Yeah, like don't you dare kill one. And like, again, we're going to be yeah, cursed. This is like a few days in, and Robert Pattinson's like, this fucking guy, this yeah. is my job now. Yeah, so he's like, all right, I, I can't kill seagulls. Yes. Uh, I mean, basically, so so there's, he's at odds with the seagull. Yes. Um, which was, yeah, interesting. And, and that just kind of builds and builds and builds to the point where, uh, I mean, I'm just going to pretend you've already seen this. We don't have to like walk That's a good point. Plot. Yeah, okay. Like, like there's the scene where he's getting the water and the seagull attacks him and he finally kills the a seagull. And it's literally just like it. giving up. Like he's been, one, one thing we forgot to mention too is the fact that he's he's not drinking at all. Yes, and um, Willem Dafoe is drinking the opposite of it all. Like he drinks just, alcohol. Just, just, just all of yeah, it. Yeah, Ephraim is, is only drinking water and then finally the water is poisoned because there's a dead seagull in it and he's pissed. 
And then seagull comes so out of nowhere. And he's like, I, "That's enough." Mocking him, smashes yeah. the seagull on a rock. Him straight. It, was, it was. I glory. laughed at that point. It, yeah. Like just out of again, like this is insane. I would be laughing, but I I felt like this was a plot point. Like oh, I was for like, sure. "Oh, great! Yeah, you're I, cursed. Right? Like you're straight up. Like cursed. you guys definitely yeah. mentioned this. Yeah. already. So stepping out to like a more ex- existential view of this movie, like one thing I thought they did really well is they do mention a lot of folklore, like mm-hmm. don't do this or this will happen. Yeah. Don't do this or you'll be cursed. And you're watching it through the eyes of Ephraim and he's like not really believing it, you know, but right. I think after he does that, there's a part of him. And then literally the storm the next day says like, yeah, like oh. oh shoot, maybe, maybe there is something to these curses. Right. Now help me out here. Did, did he decide to start drinking after the seagull or after the storm? Because like, did he hold? Because the boat to take him away back to land was supposed to come, but the storm he, stopped. He it. drank that night. He did because right? they after got the really seagull. they got really drunk right after that seagull. Right, and because the water was poisoned. Sure, so, that's true. I mean, you don't thirsty really boy drink, and he's like, you know what? And I also think like Willem threatened him a little bit. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was like, you better drink. Just on our last yeah, night here. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think as a testament to like what you're saying about believing the stuff, like I think yeah, like drinking is like. I'm full on. I also think there's something to be said for sailors just drinking all the time. And like, that's where these crazy ideas come from. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you think seagulls carry the souls of dead sailors if you're drunk? All, like, I would, Literally I would think time. that if I was drunk. Yeah. And I think that And like, alone, like, this seagull's my old friend from the ship. Yeah. Hey, man. I've been hanging out with him this whole the time. The whole time. Yeah. Makes sense. He's annoying, but. Yeah. So I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. I'm not going to. I want to curse. Right. Well, and I think that's the thing, too, is. Uh, I lost what I That's fine. Uh, yeah. So seagull's dead. They're drunk. Boat never comes. Oh, the drinking part. Drinking. Right. The drinking yes. part. Uh, what I was going to say about that uh, was like, I feel like, okay, you're on an island. You're a dude with another dude. Uh, you've got nothing pretty to look it's at. It's important to say heterosexual at this point. You can. I mean. I mean, you're saying they're not attracted to each yeah, other. Yeah. There's there's no like. There's two no, straight like, dudes. Yeah. There's two straight guys okay. that are very much alone yes. on this island. They're alone. They don't really like talking to each other all that much. You know, yes. they, they do because there's no one else to talk to. Yep. Uh, there's there's no vices essentially except for like smoking and drinking and yeah. Robert's character doesn't drink sure. and so but he smokes a lot um, but I feel like that's like the inevitable why he gives in to drinking is because mm-hmm. there's literally nothing enjoyable on this yeah. island it's work eat crappy food and sleep and with watch a guy that hump his bed stinks yeah exactly me. Oh. <laughs> just seeing his hips move I actually think this is one of the few movies where you could say the word semen and it works both ways. It works both People ways. Like, there, did you say semen? Is, like, yeah, actually, I did. I did. <laughs> semen of the semen. It exists. Is what this movie it should be called. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it it's exists. a lot. That that like if someone told me this movie has those scenes in it, you would have been like, I, don't I, know. I wouldn't have watched it. I definitely would not have. Oh, really? Seen it. Yeah. I was talking to my mom, and which, she's a movie person too. But she like like she likes. Um, do you see Harriet? No, I haven't. Did you see, have you seen Ford vs. Ferrari? I feel like you shouldn't keep asking me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I haven't actually, Ford vs. Ferrari is one I've, I've like, yeah. planned to go see both weekends and then sure. I just, it's not, it hasn't happened. I can't think of great examples, but we like very different movies is yeah. the point. Um, so I said, I said, because I think she'll see Parasite, which is out right now, but, and I'm going to tell, if she asked me about The Lighthouse, I'm like, don't see this movie. Don't. It's not for you. It's not going to be good. You're not going to enjoy it, obviously. Yeah. You're not even going to appreciate it. If you're a big fan of Marvel movies, don't see this. Don't see this. Don't see this movie. <laughs> Don't go see it. Uh, I, the scene where it's so that we'll get into dream stuff, but like when he, when Robert Pattinson walks up the stairs, I think he's, he's either hallucinating or asleep, or whatever. And like, you see from the, from like below the great Willem Dafoe masturbating. And then like, 
you just see semen just come it's, through the thing. Yeah. He like he he like what do you how would you describe Did this? Did he motion? touch it? Yeah, no, he does this. He, did, no. he catches it. Ah, he catches ah. it in his hand. And he kind of like you telling me that? checks the consistency I with his the hand. Movie and I'm 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 still disrupted by it. I think I did. Um, I remember it yeah. dripping, and I just remember saying like, "It's a lot." No, I like I had to Not consciously semen, say I, I had to consciously much, say like that's 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 you know that's it's movie magic <laughs> like you know it's it's not real like this isn't happening right now dude like, I, literally it might have they were actually, on, they're they on an island have. they had a small budget he ate dirt at one point it might have just it, it could have it could have been I, I don't know man I, i'm all for method acting don't take but this away from me I'm, i just feel like i lost a bit of my innocence watching this film fair i don't know what what i had left but it's Nothing. gone now yeah, it's, it's all definitely gone. gone now like yeah yeah this movie puts you i don't know i, I don't know what to say it, good about it It comes back point. to well i got like some it's, good stuff okay but it comes back to like how you're saying like there's there's elements of this movie that kind of make you feel gross and 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 not just an aversion to semen. Semen, damn it! How do you distinguish uh, seminal fluids? Not just an aversion to that, because not everybody has an aversion to that. But I think that Willem Dafoe's uh, in a lighthouse after everything you've seen of him. I think most of us would have an aversion to that. Um, so like it, it all lends to this like gross feeling. Yeah. There's like the squid thing that happens. Like yeah. there's just like flashes of like you see some dead things. It's just all there's, very like. There's the sex with the. With oh, the siren, I like about, it was, it was I forgot so about visual. that. Oh. They're just the fish it's, vagina. In the that fish one. vagina. It's There's bad. a fish vagina. It's in a mermaid. It's like it's vagina. like full frontal. It's just it's, so I forget about a lot of that. It's descriptive. It's a descriptive vagina. Yes, yeah. and I think so. He has Robert Pattinson does this little the figurine yeah. that he finds from the previous wiki that we think was murdered. I think at this point, no, he was. He actually yeah. was because we the found scene of him pulling out his head. It could have been imaginary. We'll get in more into like the the crazy theories a little bit later, but. Looking at it straightforward, like yep. reaction-wise, murdered. Technically speaking, Willem's character murdered that guy, killed the last wiki, but, and he finds a dead body, and and that's yeah. when it just sends him off. Yeah, but before that, he found the old wiki's little mermaid figurine, mm-hmm. and for a long time, that's uh, a bit pornographic for him. We see some stuff with that, um, so and it all culminates with like this this peak of madness, I think, and and having sex with a mermaid. Or a siren, depending on yeah. how you want. If you want to read it, folklore. Or so, mythology. and this is another like kind of I hate to say this like, but like understandable, empathetic moment uh, for his character. I mean, you're stuck on this island yeah. for for an unknown amount of time, drunk the for the first time coming. in a long time. Yeah, Willem's character is like, we might just be here uh, for. He's like sometimes like seven months, sometimes yeah. years. Like like that might yeah. happen, and 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 they end up like breaking up in the storage for like, which has no food by the way. Yeah, it's, it's just alcohol. more alcohol. It's just alcohol. They're out of food. They're out of water. And he's like, oh, I have a secret supply thing. It's, it's just it's more just, booze. Yeah, that's it. So crazy. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, so there's there's a part of you that's like. Yeah, I mean, you're stuck here, and like you may yeah. never see a woman again. So and you a, do have this semi-attractive doll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to. No, I'm I, trying to empathize with him. Like, like uh, it just sucks. Like, I just don't want to be a lighthouse guy now because of all of this. Uh, but I mean, like everything he does is is understandable. I mean, it is all from his point of view. So yep. you're definitely getting the like, ah, this. This other guy's annoying. Like I'm horny, and this other guy's just jerking off to the lighthouse, and I'm <laughs> yeah, not even to, allowed up there. To the lighthouse. We haven't even <laughs> talked it. about the actual lighthouse yet. Yeah. Which in the script, Robert Eggers, the director, wrote, looks like a dick. Looks That's, like they it. built it, and that was his word. He either said that or it looks like a penis. That's how they constructed it. Right. So to ignore the phallic tendencies of the movie would be a mistake, I think. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't think this is a movie that shies away from no. sexual references. If no. anything, it's like, hey, we're all we're all adults. This is what this is what happens. This is what we all do. This right? is this is this Behind is life. Doors? Come on, you go you God. you go to a lighthouse. If you're there for four weeks with that other guy, what you're are gonna, you what are you gonna do? That's gonna be the most attractive, you know, yep. wooden carving you've I ever know, seen man. in your life. I thought it was stone. It was wood. It might have been stone. Not a not attractive carving. Yeah, fair. Of unknown origin. It was black and white. How did you know? I mean, it just thought texture-wise. Sure. Scene. I wasn't paying that. Those scenes, I was kind of closing my eyes. Were you? I didn't want to see that. Well, fair enough. I mean, I get... I, I didn't get, mind it. I mean, it's not like, oh, no, yeah. keep me pure. Don't let me see this. It's just like, I know what he needs to do. Yeah, sure. And just let him have this. So, <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about the lighthouse itself. We never see it. The whole time, Robert Pattinson is like, not allowed up there. Willem right. Dafoe loves it. He's up there a lot. Sometimes naked. So he and he locks it. So yeah, yeah. There's no getting into no. it. Um, which leads ultimately to this sort of final chase that we have, where, where Pattinson kills him with the axe. I think. Then no. tries to. Yeah. No. no. You sure? He gets. He he axes him, but he doesn't die. No, he axes him. Then he tries to bury him. He does bury him. But he then he comes him. back. No, he. Dies. Oh, that's that. When does he eat the dirt then? When he's getting buried. But then he comes back and hits Robert Pattinson with the axe. Right. Ah, man, and then shoot. he climbs and then he kills him somehow. I can't remember. Oh man. Oh man. I know. Man, this is a test and I'm I want to know. Me too, man. And I, I wanted to see I, this I movie again. I had it in my mind. We should have watched it again. I had it in my yeah. mind that one way or another, someone gets axed. True. Willem's character gets Two buried. people get axed technically. Um, oh my God. How does he die? So here's, here's how I remember it. Um, basically, uh, Robert Pattinson chases uh, Defoe with the axe. Then Defoe's like, don't do that. And, but Robert Pattinson sees Defoe chasing him, which is, I think, how it actually, because it's like a parallel to the previous wiki. Defoe was going to kill him for whatever reason. And then Pattinson's like, hey, you were just chasing me with an axe. And he's like, no, I wasn't. You were chasing me with an axe. So he's like trying to confuse him intentionally because he's already going mad. So I vote that we change this name of the movie from the lighthouse to the gaslight oh. house. Am I right? <laughs> Manipulated. Thanks for that. Um, anyways. The tables turn. Although he could have been manipulated. Like, like that's the thing. Is that's the whole, how you movie, read this the whole movie. movie we watched is through Ephraim's perspective. So we don't actually know. No. Like at one point, Willem's character turns into a squid. Yes. And that like, by all like. Also, there's a standard mermaid laws with a vagina, of nature. Like, yeah. By all standard of laws works. of nature, none We're of this actually works. is happening. Right. So there's, there's definitely in the back of your mind, like, was he the one just being chased? Like everything that Willem's character says, like. There's 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 a possibility of plausibility. Sure. But if you take it at face value, if you take it that Willem Dafoe is chasing him with the axe, then he turns around, kills Willem Dafoe, hits him with the axe, or hits him with something, then tries to bury him alive, thinks he does it. Willem Dafoe comes back, hits him with the axe, then he oh, kills yeah, him for real. Yeah. Then he climbs up the stairs to the lighthouse, basically. Yep, I remember now. Okay. You're right. You're right. So all that happens. Um, also, it's worth noting, like, did you see this movie sober? Yeah. I think that's a mistake. I think you're right. I think... Our theater in Chico just got beers. Like we can now have beers. And I got like the, the bigger one, which gets warm by the end of a movie, but you don't have to get up from your seat. And I, I think I got drunk with Robert Pattinson, hmm. which this movie works a lot better with. I think you should go see this drunk. Don't start drunk. In fact, though. I'm going to argue like alternative viewing option. You didn't yep. make it in, into the theaters. Mm -hmm. Might not even be in theaters anymore. Is, uh, but yeah. go home, mm -hmm. get a, a nice, I would say like, if you can, just like a, sick -ass a good PBR. whiskey yeah, or, or like just some, a lot of like cheap beers mm -hmm. with a high percentage value sure. and, and drink whenever they drink. <laughs> Dude. 
Maybe not uh, as much. No, but, you'd be but dead. Maybe not as much, but like, yeah. you know, all right, here, all right, they're drinking, we'll have a Drink sip, whenever Robert whatever. Pattinson drinks. You could turn this into a game, yeah. Yes. And I think I think this movie would not only be more enjoyable, as a drinking but game? I think a lot of the like, uh, like what he's going through, sure. like you could, you could relate with. That's what I'm saying, know? yeah. Like it makes a lot more sense. Like you're almost feeling, cra- if you're going with his experience, by the end you're like, A, you're fed up and exhausted. Mm-hmm. And B, you're just like, I kind of get it. Like, I, I want to see what's in that lighthouse. Yeah. You'd also probably be equally exhausted with just drinking. Sure. Like he was. Sure. So. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, Should you like up up the drinking dose or the type uh, of alcohol when they switch to kerosene? No. <laughs> you can't. You'll die. I mean, I'm just saying like, okay, you start with like a PBR and then you And then go to, to like, just whiskey. Just, yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It might be. That'd be a fun experiment. When it does come I, out That's going to be my third watching. We'll do this. If yeah. I ever make it to a third watching of this film, yeah. I'm drinking a, sh- a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, yes. I think that it's it's worth noting, and I really because I think this is what it does the best is the whole movie like keeps you guessing about what is actually real and what mm-hmm. isn't real, and so there's a lot of theories about. Uh, okay, one is you could just view it Let's as give all it these happens. Theories a title. Uh, say like the realistic, title number straightforward, one, standard, realistic, standard. yeah, standard viewing style. Okay. Uh, this all happened. Um, and you can just kind of chalk up whatever is supernatural to drunkenness, his, yeah, drunkenness and him going crazy sure. on an island. Yep. But at the end of the day, two people go to an island, they get, you know, they get abandoned and they yep. die yep. due to just like drinking a lot and, and going crazy. That's the, I think the easiest way to, to understand this movie is yeah, that absolutely. let's get into like a uh, split personality theory. That that's one. Yeah. I like this one. I, I, this is probably my favorite one. I think actually. it makes the most sense. And I, and I, I actually feel like the movie's more enjoyable with this one too. I'm trying to get as much of enjoyment out of this movie as at possible this point yeah, in this just, conversation, yep. just because, as I said before, I'll say it again. Like I walked out feeling sick. Yeah. I, 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 I felt like I, I just wasted a little bit of my life, you know, not like, ah, no, yeah. but it was like, Oh, that's like all the worst parts about humanity were just packed into a, you know, I just, I don't, film it didn't bother me like it bothered you. I don't think. I don't know why it bothered me so much. I think that's why, why I'm frustrated with this movie too. Mm. Is, Cause I mean, you know, we watched hereditary. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed that movie for what it was Yes, and understood that like, this is horrific, but I think what, what, and what, what caused the disruption is all of it seemed so plausible. Like in hereditary, hereditary was just, in no, yeah. And hereditary was out of the, sure. Out, way out there, no really? way. Kind of crazy. I actually thought hereditary Didn't was like more... a bunch of people come back from the dead at the end. All right, good point. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I was distracted by the fact they were all naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. some gross about like a bunch of just old people. Yeah, plausible. I've been there. Actually, that's what all. happens in in the fort <laughs> up behind the house. Yeah, <laughs> there you go up there. You get naked with yeah. all your friends. I think <laughs> bring bring someone back from the dead. That's two thousand. Sense were spoiling hereditary. I think like 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 Charlie getting her head knocked off really just caught me out of nowhere. Like. Oh, I feel like the movie started then. Like that's when the yeah, movie started. For sure. Like it was all just like we're waiting around. We're setting like we're setting the yeah. the pro the the pre pre prelude prelude mm-hmm. to the film up until that scene. I, I think this pro- is what this pro- is what we wanted pro- to talk about. Prologue so. prelude. They both work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. But for this film, like everything seemed so plausible. Like that could be you in every regard. Like specifically in the standard realistic theory of this film, like. Mm you could be either one of these characters. You could be the guy that's like fresh off the boat yep. and just trying to make a buck to settle down somewhere. Or you could, that's running away from his past, yep. um, just trying to find a peaceful point in life <laughs> right. after a very turbulent you know, history. Uh, or you can be like uh, Willem's character, uh, Thomason, who's just like, look, I'm good at this one thing. I'm just going to keep doing it. And like, 
I care about this and I'm just going to protect it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the rules are. Like this is the life I've set up for myself and I don't, I don't want anything spoiling that. Um, and this is where I find, you know, my enjoyment. So don't, don't like, don't ruin my vibe, you know? Yeah. Right. But then, so like coming back to the split personality thing. Oh yeah. So then the other one, which is, well, so just to clarify, like that's why I felt so unsettled because I felt like, like at any point that could be me, that could be you. Like that could be us. Like if we were, yeah. And it's a uh, a brilliant move that they set you up with Robert Pattinson first. Cause you are like, I get this. Like I could go and work for a few weeks and it could be hard work, but whatever. I'll be really tired at the end of the day. I might have a little drink, eat some shitty food, whatever. I'll come out stronger. But then yeah, story to tell you relate and you're like, Oh, cool. And then that's, I think why it's so tangibly scary. Literally everything he did in that movie, like I, in my worst state could, see myself doing did you need like, to be wood or stone to make that true good question <laughs> uh yeah but i, I think the fifth on that yeah. one stone, uh fair no it's very scary it's very you could yeah the madness aspect i think i think movies about people going insane have always scared me more than ghost movies yeah yeah just because i one of those i believe in a little bit more than the other yeah and this goes into like my own personal beliefs where i feel like anyone through the right circumstances is capable of mm-hmm. the worst things you know you just like yeah. like what if what did you have to go through to become right. hitler or whatever right. like i'm not saying there's a hitler in all of us sure but there is <laughs> uh, uh, an imaginary one or a real one <laughs> good question uh, a real one a taiko it uh, one or just in the back of your head. Um, you just need like a, a good four weeks with Willem's character. Oh, on yeah. And then that's it. And I think, so I think that we keep saying split personality. I think yeah, so it we ties in, no, ties in really well to what I would consider like a, a purgatory adjacent one. Um, and I'm going to just, cause I think this one's a little bit briefer, but the, the purgatory situation is like, uh, Willem Dafoe has been on this lighthouse for a long time. Uh, and we'll consider it to be a, like a, not an actual physical place. We'll say it is, this is all metaphorical at this point. This is the opposite of a literal reading of this movie. And he is constantly having to work with the previous version of himself and he always murders him. So we have this cycle where he's forced just to kind of do this day-to-day thing and he's gone crazy and he uh, deals with this every, every time and every time it ends, it starts over very similar to some Greek mythology. That's a very common theme. People for all of eternity have to, they're like Atlas. Is it Atlas? No. Who rolls the ball up the hill and almost gets I know there, who you're talking about. And then yeah, it, it flips and falls mm-hmm. down. That yeah, kind of thing. It, and I think that one works a lot for this film because of how much mythology is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like, the film starts with this almost like, like, you could almost just put the movie on loop, yep. you know? And, yeah. like, you see the last scene, and then it starts again with mm-hmm. that bow scene again with them rolling up yep. again. And yep. so you could just, like, just watch this movie on, on loop, and, and that theory works out perfectly. Yeah. Um, which is why I like that theory a lot. Um, one that I think... Just from a personal preference, it's a little harder to justify is the split personality one Mm. of um, really like with being on an island, one of the things they really press is the isolation. Yeah. And so uh, one argument is that there is only one person on this island, which is Thomason, which is Willem's character. uh, And he is literally facing himself, his past, his history, like his like, cause he killed the last guy supposedly. Um, so his like previous murder, like, mm. and even just like the worst parts about him, like the desire to be that strict, you know, overseer, uh, kind like, of thing. well, even like relating to, to Robert's character of like, I need to do my job. I need to show up. I need to do it well. Um, but then also on the other side, like I'm also prone to just mad drunkenness. Yeah. Like these are, these are both extremes that are being played out in this other character. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then later you find out that he actually has the same name, first and last. Like, yeah. It's like Wait, and, and Tommy last? Thomason. I That's thought it was literally Winslow. his name. I thought his name was Winslow. No, so it was Winslow. I thought it was Ephraim. <laughs> it was it was Ephraim Winslow. Oh, right? that was his last yeah, name. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, and you're then right. it got changed to Tommy Thomason, and oh. you're like. Tommy Thomason. Are you? Really? That sounds wrong. Dude, go look it up. <laughs> I feel like I would have seen <laughs> look that. Look it up right now. Uh, okay, I you might don't have to. Uh, I'll look. You it can up just cut point. out this whole segment. That's if, fine. If Tommy, I'm wrong. If, yeah, if you're wrong, I'll just slice it. <laughs> Whatever. So I'll just pretend his name's Tommy. Uh, sure. But uh, but anyway, he ends up having the same name. Yes. As as himself, and so and so I think there is that like coming to terms with like yeah, all these the best and worst qualities of this other person are actually himself and like when you're stuck alone for an undetermined amount of time on an island you're forced to get familiar with yourself in such a in such a you know mm-hmm. intimate way i guess so. i kind of even want to maybe diverge that a little bit in a different direction which would be like to take it a little bit more philosophical like instead of it being um like his old self having to be reckoned with by his new like his older version of himself maybe it's like like both sides of his personality like on one hand you have the very reserved uh, play by the rules, do your job, uh, Robert Pattinson. And, and I think it's like two sides of the same coin, but the, the middle ground is like temptation. And you could look at temptation as, as lust or as alcohol or whatever the light is. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think you'd read it that way too, where it's just this one guy struggling and ultimately he fails yeah. and, and resorts to kind of his basest self. Right. Right. Which could work too. Yeah. And I think that like you, you if you remove morality out of the conversation too, like this is, this is very much like two animals living on an sure. island acting out their 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 base needs yeah uh this is lord of the flies yeah it, it really is it really is and so like remove morality from the story and this plays out like any naturalistic you know yeah tale i mean i would argue that this the seagull killing is sort of the death of morality in this movie anyways Ooh, good. like we sort of are just like at this point it's it's Chinatown, like we're gonna, we don't care. Yeah, rules. So whatever them. happens, happens. Yeah. And it's interesting because the only thing keeping him from killing the seagull, or that post death, yep. post mortem seagull and pre mortem yep. single, is is this like very thin, like self defined law. Yeah. Of like, I don't drink. I'm here to do the rules, follow the rules, and listen to the authority that's mm-hmm. been put in, above me. Yeah. Like, and it's a very thinly veiled like like self-made law. Well, yeah, I mean, there's basically like two types of rules on this island imposed by Willem Dafoe. There's one where he is, according to people on the mainland, he's in charge, this is the job. And then there's also like sailor laws where Willem Dafoe's like, superstition, so don't. And I think increasingly those lines get blurred because hmm. at first it's like, it's easy to, for for Pattinson to be like, cool, rules, I have to listen to you. You can get in my face and scream at me, but I'll obey. Right. And then we as an audience are like, Friggin' dead mm, sailors. That's insane. But okay. Yeah. And then it's just like, what is real? Like, is he even, who is this guy? Who even put him in charge? Right. Maybe, maybe the sailor stuff is the more real stuff. Who knows? Well, and I think too, like, despite the fact that it was such a, it's like that, that self-made law, like no one was holding him accountable to those things yeah. in regards to like, he was the only one putting that on himself, not to drink. He was the only one that's saying like, I need to, you know, yeah. like be this obedient, strict person you he know clearly like, turns no into a monster when he drinks though like that's, that's the thing. Like, he so, murdered like the second he gave up on his own like yeah like morals i guess or his own like you know sure rules uh is when all hell breaks loose mm-hmm. and so i'm not i'm not trying to get at anything right that i just think that's an interesting yeah like, thought of you know like that that's the only state of like authority in his life and the second it goes it's it's gone mm-hmm. so you know believe something at the end of the movie Pattinson finally <laughs> yeah. makes it up to the lighthouse yeah he stares into it 
We're still not sure exactly no. why this scene happened. The sound swells. He gets wide-eyed, throws his arms up, laughs maniacally, tumbles down the stairs, gets his intestines eaten by seagulls. Replays Norse mythology. Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah. The Norse uh, god. Sure. Um, but so the, the light's the weird thing. And I we talked about this before we started, but like, one reading is that it was just so overwhelming and so powerful that it caused him to whatever fall down the stairs. The other is that it was absolutely nothing, but I think we agreed the way it was shot. Probably not, but it's still interesting to assume like maybe all of this, all of the violence and all the drinking and all of this torment he's gone through was for basically to protect and maintain nothing, just a light. Right. So yeah. And so I think you have to take one of the two stances on this. There's no way to be like, meh, You're right. that scene didn't have to be in there. I just uh, think it's more interesting as it becomes way more tragic if they're doing this for nothing. Well, so defending both of them, like uh, the first one would be the lighthouse is this kind of spiritual entity that holds like magical and re- like sexual properties to the point where like- You're saying literally that's what it is. Yeah, like okay. let's say, let's argue that sure. point where, okay, you have a bunch of scenes with Willem stripping down naked and just staring at the lighthouse and being fulfilled by it. So it's, it's obviously mm-hmm. some sort of like- epic essence that exists to like please him you know and so uh the first and literal take of it is he climbs up there he's completely overcome by the light and yeah pattison thinks and uh and he's just so overwhelmed it's like too powerful he's never even come close and now he's just like and he's overwhelmed and he dies because of it um okay meh that doesn't really do it for me either i think that you're right in the sense that like it is a bit of a tragedy and so i think that for me like if that were to be the case, I think just in the way they shot it, like this is him trying to get as much out of it as possible, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it is just a right. I mean, yeah, because it comes back like, to like the unreliable narrator. Like, yeah, he we don't know. That's what he's seeing. Like, he clearly found some enjoyment, and the enjoyment yep. either came from realizing that this was all for nothing and laughing hysterically to sure, his death, sure, or realizing that the light, or trying to find some enjoyment through the light because I don't know. Yeah, I. For unknown purposes. I mean, we never actually see the light. That should be stated too. Do we not? We never, I mean, except we, from like far Yeah, from off, outside. Yeah, but like they go up and see the light and every time uh, either character is staring at the light, we only see their interpretation of the light. Yeah, it's true. Like we never actually get to look in the light. The light is never portrayed as, as any sort of entity uh-uh. on its own. It's only other people's experience of the light that we get to experience. Yeah, so I think I'm inclined to agree with you. He certainly gleans something from it. Right. But I also think there's not enough evidence to suggest that that's real. So we just come back to him being crazy by the end. Yeah. I don't know. You, I'm curious to hear what other people have to I say. I am too, man. Too, there's, so. I mean, it's a, it's this a is one of those things ass where, movie. Yeah. Like reach, reach out to us. I'm yeah. so curious. I want to hear all of, like, I think the theories about this movie are far more interesting than the actual viewing. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's again, like, not an enjoyable movie, but there are a few movies that, or dictate yeah this much conversation yeah that's the thing that's the thing and that's what really gives this movie a high rating for me mm-hmm. is not be, it's like watchability score but just the fact that we've been able to talk so easily about yeah. how much happened and we could talk film. for another hour we have we haven't even no. I scratched the surface about no. so many different subplots and mm-hmm. side you know stories and all that so yeah this movie has so much to say that we we don't even have time to cover in, in, yeah. in one podcast you could make a series about That'd be fun. I bet you somebody has that. I bet you somebody you has made so? that podcast now. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. like the symbology. Is it a word? It always sounds <laughs> Maybe strange. of like Robert Edgar films altogether. Yeah, uh, sure. Because I think That'd he does fun. this in all of his films. I think he has two. Um, uh, in both line. of his films. Sure. <laughs> maybe three. I don't know. I thought he had three. He might. But I've, I've only heard of the two. So. No, I think The Witches is first. Okay. I'm positive. So he really likes 
He likes this kind keeping of stuff. you guessing yeah. of what's actually going on. It's a little more interesting, I think. I, Sam Beam of Iron and Wine is a songwriter that I really love, and he's been asked about a lot of his music because it's very cryptic. And he said, "I don't." When people ask him like, "What's this about?" He says, "I don't. I don't like to disclose it. Like I like people to be able to project their own meaning onto my art, basically." And I think Eggers would take a similar right. stance, right? If given the choice, which I'm sure he has, he's got to find that interview. Yeah, and I'll quote it and I'll be like, "Ah, I was right about him all along." <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to hit on this? Uh, I mean, are we, do, do we need to rate this movie? Yes, this, we do. Okay. We should have done that earlier, but yeah. we can we, we can move this over. There, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, we so. can't. I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> you have uh, to because now my the I feel movie like my feeling has changed a little bit. Uh, In a good way or a bad way? Do you think you like the movie now more or less after more. we talked about it? I think so too. Actually. Yeah, but again, like it's I don't it's not likable. My feelings have not changed about no, the movie. but my I, I, I appreciate has. it more. Maybe that yeah. feels so it feels like a cop out, but I do. I do. So let's rate it, my friend. Uh, out of 10, again, uh, just one time for the rules for you. These are very arbitrary. They're personal, personal ratings. And if you want to rate it your multiple ways, you're welcome to. Okay. Yeah. So I have two numbers for this, this film, um, which I feel like I need to, uh, explain just a little bit. Okay. First number is like, what was this movie good? And, and really you should do that one second. Okay. I feel like that's, I feel like you need to end on a high note. (laughs) Like, do you like, is this, what's your second one? You think I need to hand on a hand? Like, like, I don't know. do you want the good news or the bad news? I want the bad news always. That's just, that's my personality. You want the bad news first? Yeah, get it out of the way. Okay. Well, so the bad news is, is all right. From like a personal perspective, I feel like this paints me in a bad light and it completely tarnishes my second rating. Okay. Uh, But I'm going to do it for, it's your podcast. Sure. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So like, honestly, like this was so low on, on my personal preference. I'm not going to buy this movie. It's not going to sit on my, I'm not going to recommend it to anyone outside of like, like if someone comes up to me and they're wearing like a black turtleneck shirt and like a, a thick, you know, sh- like, sure. like cashmere jacket Big or something. Pipe upside down. Dark cashmere jackets things. They are a thing. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just sure. a stuffy guy. That's like, yeah, yeah. I only watch black and white. I'm like, you would love yeah. the lighthouse. And I, I mean that in both like a compliment and an insult. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so like in regards to like personal preference, like I hated this movie. Yeah. Like it was so hard to watch. I, I wanted to leave the theater so many times and there was almost nothing keeping me from leaving. Like there was no like plot. I hadn't even asked you to do this at that point. (laughs) Yeah. There was like, no, there was no, there was no interest to keep watching this film. Uh, like you don't even care about what happens to these characters by, by like a certain point in the film. I mean, I think you're just like partly invested in it. And so you're just like, well, you know, I started, I have to finish it. How long could it be kind of thing? And you're but like, oh, this whole long. movie, <laughs> yeah, this whole movie is, is like, was made for you not to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy it. So you can't it. be mad at it for, for doing the thing that it set <laughs> right. out to so do like, and doing it well. Right. So from a personal perspective, like I would give this like a two or a three. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like okay. a 2.8. Like, okay. honestly, I've okay. never rated a movie that, that poorly, but Ever? like, I don't think so. Okay. I mean. I don't want to have to think yeah, you about don't have it. To, yeah. It's a hard. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's so like like it's it's so disturbing just from like and so that is like an entertainment score yes. of like 2.8. And now the upside. All right, the upside. This is why it uh, works. So this is where it scores so high on my rating is like from a strict perspective, like this film set out to do what it was supposed to do. Like the characters were believable, the lighting was spectacular. Um the the director had a very specific purpose for this film, although it's quite unclear as the viewer, like he did what he set out yes. to do and he made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Nothing was out of place. Nothing was like, oh, that kind of killed the the vibe for me. Like everything, everything made me sympathize with, you know, uh, Robert's character. Everything made me like, 
Like when he felt anger, I felt anger. When yeah. he felt like disgust, I felt disgust. When he felt like tricked or betrayed, I felt betrayed. And so like like that is brilliant storytelling, you know? Um, and overall, like this is a very visual uh, film that that is is really is gorgeous. Like they executed on such a on s- like a such a high expectation. Yeah. They nailed it. Like everything in the film like did a, set out to what it was supposed to do. So I would actually give this film just as a strict like like as a just piece as of a craft, art, yeah. like as a, as a craft, as someone executing what he's trying to do. I would give this like a like a nine point six up there, dude. It's so like they did it. Like like I have no complaints with with any of the decisions they made as, as a film yeah. being made. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one of those, I think. And like, the only reason I don't give it like a perfect 10 mm-hmm. is, is probably out of like personal, like, mm-hmm. ugh, you got, like, still got something you're like, I can't ugh. be a 10 on my list. Yeah, I got you. So it's like out of personal, like, do you feel like there was, there was anything they did like that, that robs it of no. that, that perfect. Rating? No, I mean like, yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that it sucks you in. The world is built perfectly. You buy all of it. it, it like, like you're saying, you feel all of it. Like when he's mad, you're mad when he's horny, you know, like, yeah. it all works. Yeah. Um, it, so no, I, I think, I think from a filmmaking standpoint, it works. My, I, I guess my only little quibble would be, I disagree with you on the dialogue. I think some of it is not possible to be heard because of the sound design. Right. I think some, but I thought that was, in, in, it might like be. it was supposed to be imposed too. But, so. I, but I think with so much effort put into the dialogue itself, they did a ton of research, reading all sorts of old sailors journals. And like, I want to hear all of it. Right. Uh, if you're going to make me hear, why just spill your beans? I want to hear the other stuff that I have to assume is it's better than stuff. that. <laughs> um, but where I disagree with you also is like, I didn't hate it as much as you did. Right. The, the actual watching of it. I, I liked it. I don't think, I, I think I enjoy feeling shitty. I think is what I'm trying to say. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's okay to, to be fully, even the feeling afterwards, like I'm just like gross and like, Ugh, what the, f-, you know, yeah, I think that's still part of it. I think that enriches sort of the movie, the human experience. If I can get that deep, um, you access parts of your emotions that you don't usually get through a movie and for better or for worse, uh, it's something. Right. And I don't think I've ever had such a polarizing two different numbers. Like for me, like mostly like if a movie's capable of scoring a 10, like it's probably up there in the watchability for me personally as like a seven or an eight at least. And so the fact that this movie is so polarizing really says something about the way it was made. Yeah, it's like it's one of the best made, least enjoyable movies I've ever seen in my life. You nailed it. <laughs> I think that should be that should be I've the promo. Heard. Like they're like hundred number one movie in America. It should just say like greatly made, unenjoyable, Vanity Fair. Or like you know? yeah. <laughs> um, don't go see this with your kids. Don't see it with don't, your kids. Actually, don't like don't don't. It wouldn't don't. be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kevin. Where can people find you if they want to? On Twitter. Uh, I would say Instagram. Just yeah. like you know, yeah. you can shoot me a private message. You can you can like my photos, you sure. know, you can do whatever you want. Like I'm, I'm much more engaged on Instagram than I am anywhere else. I am too. Uh, but I am on Twitter, uh, Kevin Andy stamps, same thing with, uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. I still use it. I still use Facebook. Yeah, man. You know, it's a thing. So, I yeah. will also, will like, if we get feedback from this, I will, I will CC you on it All right, great. and we'll just do a reply all and we can write back <laughs> to people together. Um, in the meantime, uh, this has been lovely. It's been a pleasure. I think it's been so uh, much fun. End of show notes. If you want to write in, fhccast at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can check out our website, freshhopcinema.com. Um, I think that is it. Patreon, if you'd like to support the show. Uh, as always, uh, this show wouldn't be possible without Bailey Minardi. Uh, that's Kevin Andy Stamps. I'm Max Minardi. We'll see you next time. See you next time.
This is Fresh Hop Cinema.